Welcome to another episode of 7 Day MVP, where we explore half-baked solutions to everyday problems. I'm your co-host, Nick Trambukas, and joining me is my better half, Max Erzak. If you hear an idea that inspires you, share your thoughts. Debate it on Twitter at 7 Day MVP. Now, this podcast is a bit of a social experiment. The question is, if we combine group intelligence and pool our resources and thinking together as a community, can we actually democratize ideas, build on each other's thoughts, and evolve them into products that benefit society as a whole? Let's find out. So happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2021. 2021. New Year, same us. <laughs> uh, all right. So last last episode. Um, so this is a this is part two of a two part series of porch pirates and lobby lifters. Last episode we talked about getting people uh, or restricting people rather from entering your apartment building to or gain access to your apartment building so they don't steal packages. And we had two ideas. One was the RSA key fob that you were presenting, and then I had more of like a retrofit to the intercom system. So anyone who's listening to this, who hasn't listened to the first part, go ahead and do so. Um, and then the second part, what was kind of the idea that it was, it was separate from that, right? It was like about tracking packages or, or something. All right, I'll let you explain what part two is. Yeah, the tracking of the packages is actually a third idea. So <laughs> if we wanted to do part, part, part three. Three, <laughs> um, Okay, so... Yeah, for just to kind of reframe it. So there's this massive problem of packages being stolen from building lobbies, right? And it's it's an issue that's been perpetuated by the rise of e-commerce, by people working from home. So now even more packages are being delivered to people's homes instead of their businesses. And all of these packages are being left in lobbies. So kind of like what you said, last week we tackled the problem of unauthorized entry into the actual building. You know, like we we focused on these package thieves who disguise themselves as being from legitimate delivery companies like UPS, like FedEx. So yeah, if you haven't listened to that one, pause here, go back, listen to it. It's a fascinating episode. The And then this week, I want to talk about what do we do once those packages have actually made it into the building lobby, right? Now they're just sitting there and they're primed for the taking for the by these package thieves, right? Okay, so this is, uh, so they're not stolen yet. They're still sitting, waiting for somebody to come pick it up, whether it's the legitimate owner of the package or hopefully not a lobby lifter. Yeah. So you have, you know, like, let's say it's Monday morning, right? UPS drops off these packages and there's just a pile of them waiting. You know, a building can have 25 residents, could have 50. It could have, you know, not, not an unlimited number, but basically you understand the, the visuals, just this pile of packages um, that are sitting in the lobby pretty much all day long, right? Typically until somebody comes back from work and they start picking them up. And during that day when no one is home, that's, you know, the ideal time for somebody, for a package thief to enter the building and just, uh, I've seen them come in several times into my own building with um, those kind of cloth grocery bags and just open them up on their shoulder and just pile in, you know, three to four small boxes, maybe carry out um, uh, just one of the bigger boxes. It's actually fascinating to watch. And yeah, so how do, we, how do we tackle that problem? How do we get the packages from the lobby to the resident's door quicker so that 
they're not sitting there all day long. So my theory is that because it costs, so like, first let's talk about the question, why isn't UPS and FedEx actually taking the time to deliver them to each store? Why are they actually leaving them in the lobby, right? Simply put, I think it just costs too much money, right? It'll take too much time to go into the elevator, to uh, you know, stop on each floor, walk to every resident's door, drop them off, and repeat the process floor by floor, right? That is just very time-consuming, and it costs a ton of money for UPS and FedEx. And we know that, you know, like I, I think it was UPS, like they will go out of their way to shave fractions of a penny off of every single delivery, right? Like I either UPS or FedEx, they're famous for um, not having their drivers turned left when they're delivering on these routes, right? Because you have to wait at, red, at those red lights and for traffic to pass. So, you know, they, they created this entire system where their drivers can only turn, make right turns on these routes to, to save those fractions of a penny. So we know that they're going to go out of their way to save time, to save money. So that's why I think that it, it, to say that UPS and FedEx can just deliver it to their door, it's not... It, it typically won't won't be valid because it just costs too much. So I think that my solution would be to propose an app that essentially assigns the residents of the building to bring packages from the lobby to your door, right? So like one or one, two, you know, maybe five people in a building, depending on the size, uh, they take the responsibility of playing doorman, right? Like a, a true doorman service where maybe they take shifts, you know, like you live in a building, you're, you know, you're working from home and you want to earn a little bit more income. So you work from 8am until noon and you're responsible for getting the packages that are sitting in the lobby at that time and sorting them and just dropping them off for every resident. And then someone else takes over from noon till 4pm and they repeat the process. And obviously what that does is it gets rid of the packages from the lobby, but it also allows these people that are sitting at home to earn additional income. And I think that, you know, the, the way to actually price it would be for the property manager to pay for this and just bake it into the rent for all residents. And that's kind of the solution. So, you know, just uh, basically I, I could see it, um, I could see this being executed through a simple app that just allows, you know, like verify that you live in this building same as, you know, like Nextdoor forces you to just verify your address um, and then just allow yourself to pick a shift that you want to work. Take a photo of the packages as you pick them up and drop them off to verify that you're actually doing it. And then just a way for you to easily get paid. Does somebody in your building do that at all? Like, do they do they already do this? Like, just out of the kindness of their heart? No, I, we've had, we've had um, somebody bring our HelloFresh box to our door. But that's pretty much it. So I've noticed that some of the last mile delivery people bring the package to my door. I think they, maybe they don't know that. I, I actually, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate or anything, but I've noticed that in my building, similar to yours, is the the packages all get stacked up in the lobby. And um, yeah, it takes a couple of days to sometimes even get your own package. Um, cause I don't even, it's like mine, for example, like now for, for new year's, we ordered some stuff on Amazon and it was like buried for three days. Cause the text was too small. The elevator came too fast and we were just in a rush. Um, but what's funny about your solution is that there's, I have a, te a tenant that lives in the building that I live that literally does that just by herself. She is the mayor of the building. And every once in a while, when she feels like it, she will, um, bring the packages to people's doors. And 
actually something that I think is a little bit more beneficial than than that, or like something that has a little bit more of a lower effort, high reward, is that she lives also on the first floor. So like she'll just go into the lobby and then organize everybody's packages. So she'll do like first floor all the way to the right, all the way to the fourth floor and, and the penthouse, and then organize and like bundle everybody's packages together so that when you get there, you're just like, oh, okay, I'm in 3M. I know exactly where my bundle is. I'm going to go pick it up. Thank you very much. Uh, which I think is really funny. So I actually like the app um, idea because I think people will do it. Um, I think people would do that because I think it's it's beneficial for everyone, especially in the holiday season. And like now, if you know you have kids or uh, like you're working from home and you have kids and you can't really leave them alone to go get something that maybe you need that you ordered from Amazon, um, that would be super helpful. Is just you know Amazon, UPS, FedEx. Let's say they deliver for the most part, like before 2 p.m., right? By 2.30, 3 o'clock, somebody knocks on your door, rings the doorbell, or you get a notification on the app and says that your package is on your door. Um, but so other, other than, I, th- I think you started like talking a little bit about the app and its functionality um, towards the end, but do you, uh, let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. So you are, you, you're registered as a tenant for a building and you kind of, it seems like it's, it's almost like a, like a scheduling app, right? Where you can pick a shift, you can go do your thing, and then you get paid for that shift. And there's this like, you know, photo verification that it's, it's in front of your door. Is that, that, that's, is that pretty much it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think if we wanted to, we could dive it, There's, there's many ways to actually structure how you get paid, right? It's like, are you getting paid by package? Which I think would be uh, more fair. Um, but yeah, I, I actually like what you added, like the notification that your package is outside your door, right? Because why it, it, it's, it's almost like you're taking a photo of it to verify that you did in fact deliver it so that you can get paid. But if I, as a resident don't know that my package is outside my door, that's not super helpful. Right. So I think that that is an extra part that is just low hanging fruit, but it makes the process that much smoother. So I like that part. So I think this is also an opportunity for like the super to maybe make some extra cash is like if the super is already in your building, kind of, you know, maybe fixing things here and there, shoveling the snow outside or something. And then they see, you know, they know when the packages are coming and if they can just say, okay, well, you know, I have a big cart. I'll just do the, the last mile, if you will, from the lobby to your door and they make it a little extra cash. I think that could be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, this, the super, I, I, I bucket him in the same bucket as a building resident, right? So whether he does it or somebody that lives just a regular resident does it, I don't, you know, I, I think it's all, it's all legitimate, right? As long as you actually live in the building and the goal is met of actually removing these packages from the lobby as quickly as possible so that thieves that are passing by and look through the glass doors don't see it. Um, then that's the mission, you know? And I think that, mm-hmm. that, that works really well. I also think that, did you want to add something to it? But Mm-mm. yeah, I, I was going to say, I also think that this could be the start of um, just o- other ancillary things that get added to, to the app, right? So I, th- I think we, so what we're doing here is building this foundation of verifying that you live in this building and, you know, like you're, you're like basically like legitimizing the fact that you you are are that you are a resident of this building 
right? And then I remember we previously spoke about people leaving reviews about their their own apartments while they live there. Remember that one, right? Like um, like something that's something only you would know by actually living there at night, like as a true resident, not surface level. Um, so, so I think a, a good example that we used was my shower, you know, like randomly runs at 3 a.m. every night. You should call a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just giving an example. Or like, um, you know, the, the, the shower drain backs up or there's, there's, you know, a, a resident living above me that has 25 dogs living in his apartment and it's just nonstop um, like that scratching sound that you hear. <laughs> these are <laughs> these are all just examples that I'm trying to remember of when we live together. <laughs> but what that does is it 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 attaches these other things that only you experience as a resident, and we already know you know what apartment you live in. We know that you're part of the building. Um, so I think that you could just keep adding these things to it, and now it becomes a you know like while I'm living there, it makes my process so much smoother, right? Like I get packages delivered to my door. Um, as a resident of the building, I'm able to earn extra cash. You know, like how else can the app be more useful, right? So now there's reviews. So people that are moving into the building can see that, you know, apartment 3B has a pack of raccoons that are living above it. Um, so yeah, it's just like insight inside these, um, insight into the building, which I think is really interesting. And then the part that, that really makes the, the actual package delivery valuable is going back to what we said in the previous episode, it makes the building, it gives the building this label of, you know, like a true doorman delivery service um, or like a true doorman service. Right. So I think that especially in the city, when people are moving in, that's one of the fundamental questions that they ask is where are my packages going to get delivered? Is there a doorman? Do I have to go to the nearest UPS locker or like an Amazon locker at a Seven Eleven? Right. Um, or do I have to go through the hassle of delivering it to my job and then taking the package with me? And I think that this really solves that. You know, it's like packages get delivered and they get swept up from the lobby and delivered right to your door. And it's all included in your rent. So I think that's a good point because this is uh, this would be a great feature for a larger, almost like a building or tenant management kind of system, right? Where you have um, you have this, you can. You know, you, you get notified when your package is at your door, but also maybe you can file complaints with your super and say that, you know, I have raccoons in my, in my bathtub and they won't let me shower and I'm late to work. Can you please call somebody to take them? Um, or, you know, like the shower drain or whatever, right? And it can, you know, it, this can expand even further where you can like start paying rent with the app and you can leave reviews for, for all this. So I think that that's actually really, really interesting. Um, and that kind of sort of uh, leads into my next question of who is the true customer of, of this? Is it the individual tenant or is it the building owner, landlord, super, you know, whoever is the decision maker for the building? And it, and it seems like we're leaning towards the latter, but I'm curious if you were thinking of it as like maybe initially have like an association of the tenants bring this thing together and be like, okay, well, you know, we're going to elect this person to, uh, you know, without the super's knowledge, without the landlord's knowledge, we're going to, or uh, th these handful of people are going to step up to deliver these packages. And then maybe that's a way that um, the app can get uh, kind of like the super's attention or the landlord's attention to sell this larger, almost like Salesforce-esque 
uh, you know, tenant building management system? I, th- I think that we, we have to start at w- what is the actual solution that we're going for here, right? Um, if, if the goal is to get all of the packages out of the lobby, then there, there's two ways of looking at it. it. It's, yes, you could do this kind of association approach and it's essentially free and it's just volunteer-based. I think that that works. Um, it, it's, it, it works equally well it works as well um, if you have like the, the building management, the property management office that is running this, right? Except with them, someone needs to get paid in the building, right? In order to do this versus with this volunteer organization, the, the same act is being done. It's just that it's free and nobody's getting paid. But I think that the, the first question that, that came to my own mind when I was thinking about this was, well, we can't really cherry pick who gets their packages delivered from the lobby, you know? So like if 90% of the people get their packages brought from the lobby to their door and the other 10% don't, you're still, you still have this problem, right? So it's not like, um, you know, you can like part-time it. It's like, it's either all the packages or none of the packages. So whichever problem. So when you ask, you know, who's the customer, I think that the question is which one solves the problem of getting all of the packages out of the lobby and to the, to the uh, residence door. And I think that the association is an interesting way of doing it. Um, It's kind of like, you know, like just the kindness of their heart kind of thing. Um, I could see that approach being more, attractive to people that are trying to maintain the property value of their apartments or of the building in general, like that's why they would do it. But I think that the more applicable route would be for people to get paid and earn extra income and for the building managers to actually take this responsibility and institute it because it avoids their glass doors being broken into it avoids their residents constantly complaining that their packages are being stolen. And, and you know, like on apps like Glass, uh, not Glassdoor, on apps like Nextdoor, you do see these, the, all of these reviews when you're looking for an apartment, you know? So if I'm looking, if I'm about to move into a building and I see the, these reviews just back to back, all of our packages keep getting stolen, I'm probably not going to move in there. So you're actually incentivized as a building owner or a property manager to implement this so that you avoid getting those reviews. And also, it is a huge hassle to keep calling the cops as a superintendent or a property manager to report these crimes, right? Or to keep replacing that glass. So I think that property managers would be very happy to to implement a, a process like this so, so long as they don't really have to do anything, right? And I think that this is a very interesting kind of two-party system where the residents earn a little extra cash um, the residents who are not working, they actually get these packages delivered to their doors so they have a better living experience by living in that building. And then the property manager avoids all of these other costs like fixing the glass repair or having to call the police. Um, and they can also raise their rent because they have this doorman service. So I think everybody wins. There's three parties essentially and they all benefit. Yeah, I would... So the the... As as you were kind of saying that, I started thinking about like different buildings that I've been in and how this could apply to them. And the one thing that I was, I remember I was walking one of the dogs the other day and I saw, you know, it's it, Christmas time just passed, the holidays just passed. And I saw this massive Samsung, like 
86 inch, 96 inch television box outside of, of somebody's apartment. And I'm like, now, now I'm thinking about this. I'm like, well, you know, there, there's, you got to almost kind of like bake in this liability aspect to it too. It's like, well, what if I'm on a eight story walk up and it's, you know, one of my neighbors shifts and they're trying to earn a little bit of cash for the holidays and they see that I have this box, maybe they get paid per weight or something. And it's just like a very large and kind of, you know, annoying box to bring up. And they think, you know, I could bring it up eight flights of stairs, right? So I think that's, and, and that may be more incentive to go directly to the building owner and the building manager, because then you could like bake in some sort of like insurance in there. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought of like somebody, you know, like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta just get a little bit of extra cash for the holidays. And like, all I see is this washing machine and a television and I'm on a, I'm on an eight floor walk up. Yeah. I mean, th that's like when I was giving the example of that grocery bag that they have on their shoulder, it's because they can take, you know, they, they can jam five, six small packages in there and just run, right? Their goal is to be in and out as quickly as possible. Um, when you were, <laughs> when you were saying that, Hey, uh, you know, I'm a resident, I need a little extra cash around, around the holidays. I thought you were going to say, well, why don't I just steal that 85 inch TVs right from my neighbor's door? But, um, I, I, I think that, well, so, so to answer your question, I, it, not, not all buildings will be, will mm -hmm. fall, like will be applicable, right? Not every single building can implement this. Um, I think that the lowest hanging fruit again is the elevator buildings. But another question to to ask is, is leaving these packages outside someone's door in the hallway, does it create a fire hazard? You know, I think that that's one question to ask. And, and I think it, it might, right? Like if, especially if you have a bunch of packages outside of your door every single day, I could see that happening. I could also see it being problematic if there are no cameras on that floor. And then now you have residents actually stealing from you. Like they go into a staircase, they jump on someone's floor, and now they're totally out of sight because most buildings only have cameras in the lobby. So I think that that's something to consider as well. Yeah, the fire hazard is actually a really good point that I wasn't even thinking. Um, and when you said that, my like initial question to myself was like, does it depend on the size of package? And then immediately I'm thinking, well, if there is a, a fire like uh, on your floor in your building, whatever, and you got to get out, I don't think it matters the size of the package. I think anything can, you know, cause somebody in a stampede to trip and fall. And then that started making me think of like, well, I wonder why buildings don't allow doormats. And I'm wondering if that's, I wonder if like why some buildings don't allow doormats is because it, it does pose a fire hazard. And then maybe the restriction on like bringing packages to your door is not because it takes time for UPS to do it. Is it, um, is it a legitimate fire hazard concern? That's kind of, that's, that's, that's an angle that, you know, I wasn't thinking initially. So I'd love to learn more about if it's like building code or I don't even know where I would like look that up, but it's, that's like an interesting angle to, to approach this with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any, any idea that gets built out has all of these like little concerns that creep up as you start exploring it, as you start building it. So I think that for, for whoever actually takes this idea, runs, runs with it and tries to execute on it, I think that, you know, that's definitely something for them to to explore, or verify, and figure out if if it's actually a a deterrent to making the 
the app come to life. My my argument would be, you know, maybe it's a specific type of building, right? So like maybe to work with this app, to implement this app into your building, you have to have an elevator and you have to be in a, um, I'm putting this in quotes, in a fairly modern building that has, you know, like uh, what's, 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 this, what's been called like a, a fireproof building, right? Like where, where I think the fire is kept inside the apartment and it doesn't go out into the hallway. Like maybe I, because I, I do think that older buildings have this concern about having the floor mats because they are the most flammable and they're also light. So I think that when they catch fire, they like fly around. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a fireman. I was, I was actually thinking, so just putting that. <laughs> I was, I was thinking not that they're flammable, but that they're like a tripping hazard. Right. Cause like I have a, I, I have hardwood floors in my hallway and we have the mat. And every time I go out, the mat is like in a separate, in a different place. I'm like, first of all, who's, who's Slides, walking that yeah. close to my front door that is like moving this mat around. But that was my concern is that like, you know, maybe in, uh, in a building like yours that has carpets on the hallways, maybe that's less of a hazard because they don't slide around as much, but yeah, anyway. But yeah, so I mean, I, that, that's kind of all, all I had for this idea. Um, you know, th- there is this whole separate part three, if we wanted to do it, but I think that we should just <laughs> clip it here and, and save that one for, for a different episode. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of 7 Day MVP. I'm your co-host, Nick Trambukas. And I'm your co-host, Max Erzak. And we'd love to hear your feedback on Twitter at 7DayMVP. That's seven spelled out, the word day, and the letters M-V-P. Tell us what really resonated with you and where do you see the opportunities to improve this concept. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player so you don't miss the next big idea. Alrighty, folks. Thank you for all the incredible feedback from the last few episodes. Keep the comments flowing. We'll see you next time.